0: Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Moonbound Productions for supporting today's episode. If you would like to express your support, please like and share the show. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Uh, hey folks, no shouts this week, but why don't you go give us a like, share, and follow. And a subscription. Ooh. Uh, so this week's character... Uh, actually, you know what? I have a question for you, Joker. Yeah. If you could pick one mutant suit per power, what would it be?
1: Honestly, I'd probably go with the, the healing of like Logan and Deadpool. Just that way, you know, you're just kinda always there. You can do some really stupid stuff with that ability. I, I would be very you really ex- experimental.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you really could. Um I, I
1: would definitely push my my limits.
0: <laughs> oh damn. Well, if you're, if you're going to take that one, well... I guess you be Wolverine, I'll be Morph. I'll, I'll, I'll have the shape-shifting ability. That works. That'd be a fun one,
1: too. That really would. Especially if you could do, like, druids and D&D and morph into animals.
0: <laughs> Just fly over. Oh, i take revenge on some people's cars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that brings us into our character this week. We are covering the Merc with a Mouth. Deadpool, and uh, yeah, that's kind of why that question exists. <laughs> so let's get into it. Starting with his real world, created by uh, Fabian. Uh, ooh, that is uh, you, you got this, Joker? Nope, <laughs> okay, Fabian hmm. Nisiza, Nisiza. I don't know, Nikiza, and artist slash writer Rob. Layfield, it's gonna be Fabian.
1: In that's what we're going with. Yep, Fabian, because I, yep. I know he comes up at least one other, one or two other times in the first couple points. Let's just
0: go. Let's just stick with the Fabian. I'm, I feel bad that we butchered it, <laughs> the last name as bad as we did. <laughs> so uh, okay, Deadpool first appears in the New Mutants uh, number ninety eight, cover dated February nineteen ninety one. According he, to Fabian,
1: <laughs> so he is just a tad bit older than we are.
0: I like. Yeah, he's
1: only he's, he's only, only like six
0: of- months older than me.
1: Yeah. Whoa. So at least there's a hero we kind of grew up with. Yeah.
0: Kind <laughs> of <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> quite literally. Okay. Dang. Uh, according to Fabian uh, Layfield, came up with the character visual design and name, and Fabian himself came up with the character's speech mannerisms. And we're about to get into the true comparison that everybody, as soon as they saw the character, they were like, oh.
1: (laughs) Yep, so Fabian contacted Layfield saying, this is Deathstroke from Teen Titans. Fabian gave Deadpool the real name of Wade Wilson as an inside joke to being related to Slade Wilson. uh, Deathstroke. Despite the common belief, though, that Deadpool is inspired by the DC character Deathstroke, namely due to similar designs and civilian names, Lee Field has actually maintained that the similarities are actually just coincidental.
0: I mean, I, I feel like it was probably influenced since he is a fan of the Teen Titans, mm-hmm. and that's their one of their big villains.
1: And sure, it may have had slight influences, but I, I do feel like part of it could have just been a coincidence that a lot of it was meant as an inside joke and just kind of ran with it.
0: I could easily see that. That, uh, that would just add so much more layer to it Especially
1: Deadpool. since, as our next point goes over, he's had other inspirations that built him too, not just Deathstroke.
0: Uh, yeah, he actually, uh, Deadpool, much just like his character in general, is an amalgamation of multiple characters. Uh, we have other inspirations were Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Snake Eye. Yeah, we almost stayed in the same franchise there. Wait, who is G.I. Joe owned by right now?
1: Well, now it's someone different, I'm sure. But Ah. at the time, it's pretty much been a Hasbro company.
0: Cool. Cool. (laughs) So, Layfield states Wolverine and Spider-Man were the two properties I was competing with all the time. I didn't have those. I didn't have access to those. I had to make my own Spider-Man and Wolverine. That's what Cable and Deadpool were meant to be. My own Spider-Man and my own Wolverine, which, arguably, personality-wise, kind of accurate. Yeah. Yeah, he got that spot on. Because I, I feel like, yeah, that that was definitely a spot on one, especially with uh, Wolverine, you know, being the rough, tough, serious dude. Yep. Spider-Man is the witty quip guy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Deadpool just literally took that where they were like He just took
1: that and added swear words. Yeah. That's really they, it. Add swear <laughs>
0: words and fourth wall breaking.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, that was really the only difference between him and Spider-Man. Really is personality wise. Yeah. The uh, Field uh, was quoted saying, G.I. Joe was my first obsession. Those were the toys in the sandbox with me, Kung Fu Grip, Eagle Eye. I had them all. G.I. Joe is a world of characters that I've always aspired to participate in. Snake Eyes was a profound influence on my creating Deadpool, which kind of makes sense with the the swords and the martial arts. Oh, com- it definitely transfers over very easily.
0: Oh, completely. Um, as soon as I I remember, as soon as I found that, I was like, I looked at both characters. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that's yep, that's basically what he did. I thought you'd like that though, being a GI Joe fan yourself. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, We also have uh, both Deadpool and Cable were also meant to be uh, tied into Wolverine's history already from the start. As Layfield describes, Wolverine was my guy. If I could tie anything into Wolverine, I was winning. Which, I mean, I I feel like what I love about statements like that from writers, especially in comics and that, is a lot of times working with that same company... You can kind of just do it. If the issue gets printed, most of the time a lot of stuff gets overlooked by the uh, higher ups. Yep. It's not until later on they come back to you and they're like, what is this? And you just look at them and you're like, well, retcon it if you don't like it.
1: Right? Especially with people like that. like It's so, e- so easy to retcon sections of their characters.
0: Oh, completely. <laughs> uh, Deadpool starred in a second self titled. Miniseries written in 1994 by Mark Wade, penciled by Ian Churchill, and inked by Jason Miner. I'm nervous how easy all those names were to pronounce, and I'm sure that's going to buy us in the ass later.
1: <laughs> uh, not the last name either. And Bud Lero- yeah, L- La, Yeah, LaRosa. LaRosa.
0: La Rosa. Ah, man, I almost made it. I I got cocky. I got cocky.
1: Yeah, and I also kind of helped you out, because Jason Miner had another middle name that was used with it, but I just saw it, and I knew neither of us would be able to say it, so I
0: erased it. (laughs) I appreciate that. Uh, Wade later uh, commented, frankly, if I'd known Deadpool was such a creep when I agreed to write the miniseries, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Someone who hasn't paid for their crimes presents a problem for me. Which, uh, especially in early Deadpool, Deadpool's uh, existence, I get that. Oh, yeah, definitely. He definitely was not a real sympathetic character when he first was appearing. So, in 1997, Deadpool was given his own ongoing title, initiate, uh, initially written by Joe Kelly, with... Then newcomer Ed McGinnis as an artist. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Yes, that's a bird.
1: <laughs> um, so the the writer Joe Kelly noted with Deadpool, we could do anything we wanted because everyone just expected the book to be canceled every five seconds. <laughs> so nobody was paying attention, and we can get away with it with pretty much anything.
0: Oh my God, I. I love that freedom.
1: (laughs) Right. And it's actually Kelly who is reported to be the one who introduced the fourth wall breaking gimmick.
0: Oh, shit. Really?
1: So it wasn't even right away that he had that. It it took some time. It it sounds like it was that, hey, we can do whatever we want with this
0: character. Let's break the wall. I mean, literally, yeah. If if you're expecting to get canceled anyway (laughs) every five minutes... You might as well like go ham.
1: And that's how I feel with some of these shows. Some days, as you know, they're definitely seen as they didn't expect to be can't uh, extended.
0: Oh yeah, I which you know honestly, guys, a hey, uh, companies you need to start giving way more like solid answers to your writers because I've noticed the second a writing crew for a cart kids cartoon realizes they're being canceled, they're like. Yeah, let's traumatize them. Yo. What are you thinking? Death. I want. I want the kids to see death. <laughs> it's like, who hurt you? The studio.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that tracks.
0: <clears throat> okay. Uh, the uh, the series was taken over by Christopher Priest who noted that he found Kelly's issues to be complex and a little hostile to new readers like me, and that by issue 37, he realized that it was okay to make Deadpool look stupid. Kelly may have introduced Deadpool to breaking the fourth wall, but Priest could be credited for establishing it as an essential part of the character's personality and worldview. Priest left the series after only one year at issue four, number 45. Aw.
1: I mean, that that sounds about right. L- reading this list of people who have written for him and drawn for him. They've so gone through a many. lot of people.
0: <laughs> so many writers. And uh, that's kind of cool. Like, Because uh, it seems like... Kelly may, yeah, like it said, uh, Kelly may have introduced the concept of the fourth wall, but he's like, you know what, let's run with it. That's his personality now.
1: Yeah, but it just built more into
0: the character himself. Which I'm also, I I do like that they made him silly. Oh, yeah. Like, that's arguably the most, like, endearing part of Deadpool, is his, like, just goofy nature and just like, yeah.
1: Right, he just doesn't care. He's very free-willed. (laughs) And I think that's why people like him so much, is he's not just that overly serious character like some of these guys are. And it really,
0: it's a fresh thing. It it really makes it fresh, because as much as I love Wolverine, uh, even as much as I love Spider-Man, sometimes both of them can get a little...
1: Especially when you look at, up until really the newest uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man... All yeah. the Spider mans in the movies have all been a little too serious.
0: Yeah, to like a, an
1: almost like, irritating degree. Like Garfield got close to being a good Spider Man. He wasn't bad for the time they did, but Holland definitely epitomized the
0: comedic role of the Spider. Oh, completely. Which I like that. That was my main issue with the uh, first Spider Man movies. Was even though I love them, uh, they're they're great. They were what we had. And the first one, we can all agree, was a pretty awesome movie, especially with Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin. But, yes, we are getting off topic, I realize now. <laughs> okay, great movies, though. All good. Uh, let's get back on topic. Uh, originally, Deadpool would be depicted as a straight-up villain. Then later, he would be depicted as an anti-hero, which eh, That's kind of a cool thing. A lot of characters... Uh, uh, almost every anti-hero, I think, starts that way.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's easier to make a villain turn anti-hero than really to take the hero and start turning them bad. Especially depending on how they had the hero originally. It True. is easier to redeem a villain.
0: Than to watch a hero fall.
1: Exactly. So I think that's why we see that so much more often with the villains turning anti-hero like Punisher and Deadpool. I can see that because yeah no you're you're not wrong, and especially with him being a, a mercenary. I mean,
0: you're never gonna be a true hero. Oh no, no no you're there. There's always gonna be a little bit. There's always gonna be a little bit of uh right. moral gray area. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's a reason he wears red, folks.
1: It's so the people can't see him when he bleeds. <laughs> yeah, that one guy had the right idea when he wore the brown pants.
0: <laughs> Good
1: (laughs) callback. See, sometimes it helps watching the movie right before you do the episodes.
0: (laughs) Oh, I... Because that's the only reason that that connected. (laughs) Yeah, no, I fully agree. That's generally what I do. I'm shot. Why did I not watch the Deadpool movies this week? I think I've been busy. You've just been busy. (laughs) Yeah, true. Okay, uh, in his first appearance, Deadpool is hired by... uh, to attack Cable and the New Mutants, after subsequently uh, I don't know, I don't know, after subsequently appearing in X Force as a reoccurring character, which X Force is one of his big ones that he's like big teams that he's but part didn't of. Didn't
1: he help kind of create the X Force? Kind
0: of, yeah. The like the X Force um as much as I don't want to bring it up because I prefer the movies stay buried. Logan Origins. Oh, don't worry, it was being brought
1: up later, anyways. because <sighs> yeah, it's it X Men Origins Wolverine.
0: X Men Origins Wolverine. In that movie, that group is the X Force, and yeah, yeah, it's it's the Weapon X program and that, but it's um, it's kind of this whole like they kind of get their own faculties in that. Uh, it, it's a whole ordeal with that team, and then we talk a little bit about that specific version of Deadpool
1: when we get down to that movie.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Uh, actually not cool. Not. Uh,
1: yeah, no, that, that's... I remember my boss was telling me he that he saw that, and I'm like, no, that is, that is not Deadpool. You have to watch the real Deadpool movies. That is at least accurate. Because yep. they just, they butchered our boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they, butchered, they, they butchered my boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Alright, now, now that we're done with the Slightly longer real world that we haven't had since Black Panther.
0: Oh, yeah. It was really the
1: last one we had with a decent-sized real-world history.
0: Wonder Woman had a decent one. True. I, I think, forget about that one because I wasn't a part of that episode. Yeah. I, I see why you <laughs> wouldn't really remember it as well in that. But. Yeah, I very much tuned out that episode as you guys were talking. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that... Yeah, so, uh, no,
1: this is a, out of, what, we're on 16 episodes now, 17 and we've only had three that have had an actual decent-sized real-world history.
0: Because I'm really, I'm really trying to think now, and so I think you're right. I mean, I, most, I, of them,
1: I, most of them were very bare and basic of, "Hey, this is who wrote it. This is why they made it," and that was kind of it. Yeah, I, I think Falcon <laughs> was the next biggest, but even he wasn't as compared to these two.
0: Yeah, just you know, Vietnam and the uh, you know whole Black Rights Movement. Uh, but other than that, there wasn't as much either. Yeah. Yeah, no, wow, okay. So, so
1: finally into the in-world, now we slightly talk about his time, specifically only as Wade Wilson, before he kind of mutates.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so he actually has conflicting memories of his childhood. For the most part, they involve one of his parents, whether the dad or the mother, for one reason or another, become abusive. Um, but this would eventually be revealed that his parents were still together living in Canada and that they kept Wade's room as he had left it, um, but Wade later, as he would return as an adult, wouldn't recognize the house, parents, or his room. Aww. Which is really kind of depressing to think about. Yeah, this is sad. We're supposed
0: to stay light on this one. (laughs) Well, also kind of makes me
1: wonder if any of the stuff that leads him into becoming Deadpool had a cause on that. Because it doesn't mention when exactly he returns. Oh, it just yeah. says as an adult. So is this pre, or pre-Deadpool or pre or post-Deadpool? Because uh, if like... it's post-Deadpool, that can make sense.
0: I feel like it would be post-Deadpool. Because, yeah, post-Deadpool doesn't really remember a lot. I before. mean,
1: especially with all of the issues that have he's had that kind of helped cause his mutations and everything. It would make sense.
0: Yep. Oh, man. They, they messed him up good. <laughs> Um, uh, was a high school dropout and joined the U S army special forces at 17, but was discharged for not following orders that conflicted with his moral code. At one point, I guess he had a moral code. <laughs> I mean, he still kind of does not much of one, but <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, I, I, feel like the, I feel like Deadpool. There isn't a lot of the military w- could ask him to do that he'd be like, oh. Have you seen the, our history? We don't exactly have a clean
1: one. <laughs> so I uh, can understand some issues there.
0: Yeah, actually,
1: you're not that, I mean, they also don't really <laughs> specify specifically what special forces
0: unit. True, he could. I know could've... some are a little more dirty than others. And especially in the uh, Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot of special force units that are. Uh, yeah, they're just straight up murders. Like they're not they're not fighting a war; they're killing like, villagers.
1: Exactly. So, if it's one of those units, that would make sense.
0: That actually does. That uh, I didn't think about that. Good point. Um, after a failed suicide attempt at nineteen, he was invited to a CIA-sponsored mercenary assassin group. There is little known history of his time with this group.
1: Uh-huh. From what I saw, that was kind of just. How he continued his pre or his kind of mercenary life at an early age is he got hired in by the CIA. Which reading on that, that was because of his military history and background.
0: How so, many was really, it? Thirty seven confirmed kills?
1: Something like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're up to fifty eight now.
1: <laughs> um we kind of skip a little bit that involves Just some minor details, but later he ends up actually meeting and falling in love with a mutant teenage prostitute, uh, Vanessa Carlisle, which later on he would break up with after he learned he had 34 inoperable cancerous tumors, rather than forcing her to remain with a terminally
0: ill man. So, do we want to talk about it? (laughs) About the age gap?
1: I mean, I also don't know quite how big that age gap is. They never really talked about it. Because it doesn't. they never really said how old she was and how old he was at the time. So I mean, I guess if he's n- 19. Well, or if she... Because, I mean, 19 is still technically teenager. Yeah. So she could have been 17, 18, 19. He's in his early 20s. I mean, they don't give us a lot. They make that very... Very vague on purpose, probably. Yeah. Want to and it avoid makes it look a little worse by being vague. To be honest, I feel
0: like they wrote that, they sent that out there, and it's like, yeah, we're gonna have him uh, hooking up with a teenager, and somebody's like, "You mean like Slade Wilson?" Damn it! <laughs> Call the writers back. It's too late. It's already printed. Right. But yeah, that's the thing. Is like, it was why I didn't
1: mind as much putting it in here because they don't really specify, so it's very easy that it could still have been. Morally okay and legally okay. Oh, okay, in that case, yeah, They don't mention his age, her age, just that she was a teenage prostitute. So, I mean, which all sounds still bad. Up top. <laughs> that's, like, that's still pretty messed
0: That's like it's still pretty messed up story. Uh, okay, well, so that that was a thing apparently. Uh, back in Canada, he would join Department K a special weapons branch of the Canadian government where he would gain his powers through the Weapon X program, a joint US and Canadian program. This being said, he had zero powers beforehand. Unlike what the movie would have you believe. Yeah. The, well, the Wolverine origins movie. The Deadpool movie was actually pretty spot on to his origins.
1: Oh yeah, and I definitely give that to uh Ryan Reynolds for being such a fan. I, I'm positive. That's the reason it was so close to being accurate. Oh, it's
0: gotta be, uh, he would gain his main healing factor through DNA left behind from Wolverine. However, his healing factor is considered to be stronger than Wolverine's. And cause here, here's the thing. At some point he's cursed by Thanos, by the infinity gauntlet. So he can't die. But even without that, there are events. He has survived that arguably a lot of people in the comics have said wolverine would have died had that been anybody else but deadpool they'd be dead so
1: like i know he's come back from what just like drops of blood was that pre or post thanos <laughs> mm, that because oh. i know i've heard of stories of him coming back from like nothing but I also don't know when exactly they take place, that, so I don't know if it's because of Thanos.
0: It gets real muddled, because also after Thanos curses him, at one point Thanos also removes the curse, or somebody removes the curse. It
1: was uh, Thanos. It was? Yeah, I read into that story, which we can kind of go into a little bit later after we finish like his early okay, story, and cool. we kind of talk about random ones.
0: Okay, right, sounds good.
1: Uh So, on a mission with a covert field unit, uh, he would kill a teammate, Slayback. Shortly after this, his healing factor would begin to destabilize, bringing his cancer back. Because of this, he ended up becoming rejected from the Weapons X program and sent to the hospice, which was an alleged government facility where failed superhuman operatives were treated.
0: So, yeah, our military.
1: (laughs) Well, in defense on this one, it was a little bit more on the Canadians this time.
0: Uh, they're no better. Ba- they're no better. I'm not saying they are, but at least
1: this one's not on us. <laughs> true, true, true. Because, however unknown to the Canadian government, the hospice patients were actually uh, experimental subjects for Dr. Kilbrew and his sadistic assistant Ajax, uh. <laughs> also known as the attendant, um, where the patients would be placed in bets uh, or patients were placing bets in a dead pool as to how long each subject would live.
0: Yep. Hence how he got his name.
1: Which, that comes up a little bit in one of the... I, th- I think actually the next point.
0: Oh. Uh, well, let's get I into think. it. Uh, while here and being tortured by Kilbrew, uh Wilson would form a romantic relationship with a cosmic entity, Death, who regarded him as a kindred spirit. Wilson started trying to kill himself to join Death... Going so far as to start taunting Ajax by saying his real name, yes, uh, Francis, <laughs> over and over, which earned him the respect of his fellow hospice patients.
1: So yeah, now, like, I, like I was saying before earlier today, like reading this whole history and just, especially right after watching the movie, just how much tracked and is accurate and consistent. Like,
0: damn, that is. They like, really went accurate with that movie.
1: Right. Like, obviously, they had to take a few things out. Like, I don't remember seeing anybody named Kilbrew. Yeah. Um, the fact that they had possibly, Francis and Ajax being the same guy and the one doing it all to him.
0: All right, Maybe Kilbrew was um, uh, Angel Dust. Is that Maybe. That? I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Dis- luckily, Disney now owns it all and we can start getting some little solidity to things. Right. Okay. Proceed.
1: Um, so after this Ajax Angered by Wilson's taunts Would lobotomize Worm The closest thing Wilson had to a friend At death's prompting Wilson killed Worm uh, To end his suffering
0: Oh, That's sad Isn't it though? Also Ajax Francis is an asshole I am not a fan of him Great villain though Great <laughs> oh, villain yeah But total asshole yeah. Hate him <laughs> Pretty good villain for being named after dish soap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, however, under Kilbrew's rule, any patient who killed another was to be executed. Ajax subsequently uh, tore out Wilson's heart and left him for dead, but Wilson's thirst for vengeance would be so strong that it would jumpstart his healing factor. Oh dang. Uh, regenerating his heart. Wilson then escaped making his way to Ajax. Wilson shot him in the chest with two automatic rifles, leaving him for dead. Taking the name Deadpool, he escaped from the hospice with his fellow patients. Oh, he had a prison break.
1: Pretty much. You know, a slightly smaller version than what you see in the movie. That's but still... still very similar where he survives the fight
0: with Ajax
1: yeah. when he tries to kill him. I mean he doesn't have the him trying to kill Ajax in the fight or leaving him for dead, but
0: But, Yeah. It um, still
1: has a lot of similarity with him getting kind of having his um healing factor being jumpstarted because of Ajax.
0: I would say they they stayed true to the spirit of, of the story. And that is a Big deal, I think.
1: Uh, especially because, like, the facility they had in the movie, I'm sure, was a lot smaller and very different than this. Oh, yeah. So, it worked. I feel, while it still, yes, yeah, stayed true to the, the, the feel of it, it had to be changed a little bit to fit it.
0: And, ultimately, with any character moving them from a, from a comic or a cartoon into a live action, changes are going to need to be made for us to not just immediately be taken out of the experience. Right. Okay, uh,
1: but now that we're kind of at the end of all that, because this is when he becomes Deadpool and he has all of his adventures as the Merc with the Mouth, but now we can kind of talk about the one with uh, Thanos removing his curse, Yeah. because I don't remember exactly, it was some cosmic entity that had made everything on Earth immortal, so Thanos originally made it as a joke to take away Deadpool's immortality... <laughs> being now he's the only thing that could die. And then... Huh. He ended up getting it back because of some ploy, because Thanos had wanted uh, Deadpool to get in contact with death somehow. I don't remember the exact details of the rest of it.
0: You know, it's amazing, actually, because I've read a few Deadpool's comics it's amazing how intimately close him and Thanos actually kind of are in this weird slapstick, like both men going for the same woman type of way. Yeah. Like it's, it's arguably, you know, I can't even say that. There's some slapstick Thanos comics that you, you read it and you're like, what? But yeah, it makes sense why he fits with Deadpool. And, uh, yeah, no, Deadpool has a lot of adventures. Um, I get it, uh, Before we fully move on and stuff, uh, can I bring out a few fun facts?
1: That's kind of... I figured, as I left this part of it open, that's kind of what it would be good for.
0: Sweet. Uh, Deadpool actually has a daughter. I think I remember seeing that. Yep. A daughter that only two other heroes know about. And uh, the two heroes who know about her? Spider-Man and Rogue. Spider-Man because... Deadpool loves Spider-Man. Let's oh, yeah. All, let's all be honest. It's it's not just bro love. Like, Deadpool loves Spider-Man at a deep emotional level. And he trusts Spider-Man. So he introduced him to his daughter. So that way, you know, if anything ever happened to him, he could take over. Yo, he introduced Rogue to his daughter because he technically has the mutant genes. And I think her mother did, too. So he introduced Rogue to her because if she starts showing mutant powers, he wants Rogue to train her. That
1: makes sense. So that and the mutant thing with Slade, or with uh, Wade is a little it's back and forth because that- there have been things I saw and fun facts of him that he isn't truly a mutant, but he because he kept calling himself that and then an X-Men, that a lot of them did not like him for a
0: long time. Oh, I bet. Till eventually they just got so used to it, they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I can see that. But, well, and he even says in the comic where he introduces Rogue to, to her and that, he's like, he's like technically, like, I was made by mutant DNA. He's like, it's not, you know, I don't know if this is a thing that would be passed on. But yeah. if she does develop some kind of mutation or mutant powers, I need to know that somebody can, you know, take take care of her. And yeah, that's cool. Also, he's fought the presidents of the United States. He's fought just about everybody at this point. (laughs) Even, I think he fought Santa Claus at one point. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus, who is a fun little off topic fact, a Omega level mutant.
1: Yeah, that one. I mean, that one makes sense when you think about his story and what he is.
0: Yeah, it actually completely adds up. But it would make sense
1: because isn't there that comic series where Marvel kills the or Deadpool kills the Marvel universe? Yes. So I mean, it's probably somewhere in that, to be honest. Possibly,
0: I could see or that, or somewhere uh, in
1: maybe not necessarily in the comic, but in that timeline where he's killing everybody.
0: Possibly, because I've read the comics. I don't think they ever showed if he killed Santa Claus, but I imagine he would.
1: That's why I'm saying is like it may be in that timeline, even if it's not necessarily in the comic.
0: Uh, it might be a little offshoot comic. Yeah, I could see that. They uh, he also um, uh, so basically the Deadpool that tries to kill the Marvel universe. Starts hopping between dimensions and universes to wipe them out as well. Yeah, but I remember seeing that. <laughs> Which leads to what our main canonical Deadpool going and gathering all of the Deadpools of all the universes and bringing them to face down this Deadpool.
1: Oh, the Council of Deadpools.
0: Yep. <laughs> Gwen's uh, de- uh, Gwyn Gwynpool's part of it. Uh, there's also a Galactus Deadpool. There are so many versions of Deadpool. There's a Panda.
1: Yep. Um, there's a head. Yeah! Um, we'd actually talked about it the other day with uh, Ronin. The, Ooh, oh uh, yeah. That uh, Bullseye becomes. Yep. There's a version that is Deadpool, which, still after seeing the picture of it, he's the most accurate to what a Ronin would look like. Very which is which, awesome.
0: <laughs> which, knowing Deadpool's nerdiness. Are we re- like we're surprised because we're shocked he didn't go cartoonish with it, right? But it's it's one of those. Deadpool's also lo- is a his, is a nerd, so oh he, yeah, he would do it <laughs> justice. Uh, I also remember, um, and it's a series I hate. I just I despise the Ultimate Universe. I uh, the more I've learned about it, the more I don't like it. The way they do Deadpool in there is they take him from this lovable scamp merc with a mouth and turn him basically into a reality show serial killer who hunts down mutants, men, women, and children, and has cameras film as he just sla- kills these people. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> he also wears a completely clear helmet around his whole head and face, and you can see his skull and his eyeballs.
1: That's trippy.
0: Yeah, they they kind of, the Ultimate Universe was, it was weird. It was, yeah. (laughs) Let's move move on from that.
1: If I remember correctly, wasn't it one of the comics that is credited with why Reynolds wanted to become Deadpool?
0: Uh, Not from the Ultimates.
1: No, just in general. Oh, yes. Because I know there's the comic where he says he looks like Ryan Reynolds crossed with a sharp A or something. Yeah. (laughs) Because wasn't that what has there been like interviews where Reynolds said that that's what really made him, oh, okay. really want to be the character? Like I'm, I'm thinking he was already a fan to begin with. I it I just kind of gave him that urge to play the character.
0: If I remember correctly from uh, what I think was an interview, what it was was Ryan somebody Ryan Reynolds was talking to somebody, and they're like, "Why do you like this character?" All that he said, a friend of mine had sent me a screenshot mm. of the panel. Where Deadpool says that he's like he's like I had heard of the character, but I had never really gotten like into yeah. the comics. So my friend sent me that, and I was like, "Well, now I have to read these." <laughs> and I also don't believe Ryan Reynolds exists. I'm pretty sure that is Deadpool. Who Deadpool Who? broke. <laughs> The fourth wall fully and is masquerading around in front of us. And now he made a movie about himself. He's rubbing it in our faces and we're not doing a damn thing about it.
1: I I definitely agree with that. That's what it feels like.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's move on. We'll we'll be here for hours if we go down that rabbit hole. Uh, Weapons and powers. So let's start out with abilities. Regeneration, longevity, which... Are different, uh, skilled marksman, skilled with swords and other close range weapons, skilled in hand to hand combat. In some versions, has uh, um, in some versions he was actually able to shoot energy balls from his eyes. I forget which versions those are, but it wasn't Cyclops' laser beam. It was a completely different thing that had nothing to do with that. Okay just uh fox get it together guys
1: <laughs> but so with weapons you know you have his famous dual katanas oh yeah uh, belt that allows him to teleport <laughs> a bag of holding also just called the Lunatune tune ability which I love that's what they call it yep it, it is it's just you know he pulls all, all the weapons out of this bag <laughs> and,
0: yeah and sometimes I sometimes they they don't even put the bag in Sometimes they're just like he's just
1: kind of pulling weapons out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, just like kind of out of his like back pocket. He he, he is basically the Jesus Christ to the mask, who is the god of just this cartoonish level of things. True, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, um,
1: sometimes he also has a cloaking device and a hologram projector.
0: Yep, which the uh, whole hologram projector. I haven't read the comics that has that in it, so I don't really know what he uses that for, or does with it. I'm sure it's shenanigans. Most likely. And that cloaking device. I mean, you know, figure it out, folks.
1: I mean, that one's pretty self-explanatory.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, no. it's uh, The the teleportation ba- belt is one of my favorite items he has, especially if you play him in video games. Oh, so fun. Um. Yeah, yeah. God, the way they just did that movie. Yeah,
1: we're almost to that.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: now we're getting into the our other media section. Ugh.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get this. Let's get through with this. Here, I'll let you do the TV, and I'll do the film one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Makes several non-speaking cameos in the '90s X-Men TV show. Yes, and I rem- I remember when they uh, brought him in. It was a real disappointment that we never actually got to see the real him. Because he only shows up like as a machine thing at one point, yeah. and then somebody else was shape-shifting into him.
1: And I think, though, that's also the one show that he had the most appearances on as a- in the cartoons. Because the rest of them that I found were only like a handful of episodes or one episode at a time. I- he really doesn't make a lot of appearances for as... I believe you are popular. Correct. He is
0: because yeah, he makes a cameo appearance in Marvel uh, in Marvel anime, which Marvel yeah, anime X Men, which I never really got into those. I just I felt like they they did what anime sometimes does, and it takes an idea and it's like we're gonna we're gonna make this awesome. It's like you're gonna ruin it. Uh, but uh, the he also appears in Ultimate Spider Man, which that's a fun one. Because um,
1: in that one, I think it said it was only two episodes.
0: Yep. It, yep. He uh, sh- was that it two.
1: Yeah, huh, I thought I, it was one at least according. I want to say it was two. I'm not positive. But yeah, it wasn't. It was one or two.
0: Oh, yeah. No. no. Well, because he he shows up and like kind of recruits <laughs> Spider-Man, takes him on this BS journey. Yeah, I remember seeing clips of that episode. And it was so much fun to watch. <laughs> he takes out Taskmaster. Yeah. Oh, uh, also appears in uh, Marvel Disc Wars, the Avengers anime series, makes appearances in Marvel Future Avengers, and a pair of episodes in season ten of Robot Chicken. Which did not know that. That's me awesome. either.
1: Now I kind of want to go find those
0: episodes, <laughs> right?
1: So now in the film, he's only appeared in a few. One being an animated movie, Hulk vs. Wolverine, Ooh, voice, yeah. <coughs> voiced by Nolan North. Um, and now the part that you know none of us really want to remember, uh, it has two of uh, variations that appear in live action, uh, both being portrayed by Ryan Reynolds. He first portrayed him in the 2009 X-Men Origins Wolverine, under the name of Weapon 11. Uh, so I actually did some kind of research into this. Um, so the version is dubbed the mutant killer and has powers of multiple mutants he called the Deadpool so all of the powers he received from these mutants that obviously died to give him his powers that what he, that's how he keeps the name per se Ugh. yeah um, name but then after the X-Men series timeline from 1973 onward was reset with X-Men's Days of Future Past Reynolds appears as the new version of Deadpool in his 2016 film which obviously we have talked about a lot, being extremely <laughs> accurate.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> that was. They great. are
1: definitely the best versions of. Oh, they they of, of uh, Deadpool.
0: He did amazing. He is Deadpool, like we said.
1: <laughs> and then he also reprised his role in the 2018 Deadpool 2, which that was the one that had the PG 13 cut and the uh, for the how ho- uh, Christmas special. Christmas special. That's yep. what it was.
0: Which. Um... I've, I've seen no confirmation on this but it's theorized with certain fans that the reason they did that was to prove that when Disney was buying Fox that they could do a PG13 Deadpool uh,
1: I feel like that's so beyond a theory that we all know that's exactly what it was oh yeah. it's just
0: him proving they
1: could but it just wouldn't be the same
0: yeah which but arguably though even the PG13 one For what I it was say, it wasn't bad I I will say it's worth the watch because they do do it in Deadpool fashion.
1: Which you kind of have to, yeah.
0: Like that, I was actually because I was avoiding it. I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna watch this. And then I, like, I kind of heard the setup for it. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. Right,
1: and yeah, I, I do. I, I firmly believe that's entirely the reason they did. Um, but he has also, um, been confirmed this year to still, um, reprise his role in the third rated R film based now in the MCU.
0: Ooh, hell yeah.
1: Because there's actually that part that was confirmed this year. That it was going to be MCU-based. Not just a standalone like the others have been.
0: Dude, heck yes. Ah, thank you, Loki, for the timeline destruction.
1: Yeah, we can blame a lot on
0: Loki nowadays. (laughs) Or I guess Sylvia. Loki tried to save it. (laughs) Still Loki. That's still Loki, yeah. Okay, video games. Let's see Here. Appears in essentially every Marvel fighting game. Uh, The game adaptations, uh, or the game adaptation, The X-Men Origins, Wolverine. Spider-Man, Shattered Dimensions. Oh, what? I haven't played that one. I'm going to have to check that (laughs) out. Uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Once again, another one in the
1: Legos. And once we hit the video game section of his wiki, I'm like, okay, where's the Lego one? I know yeah. it's in here.
0: <laughs> and it, it, I think he has a rainbow flag in, or a rainbow uh, parachute in there, too. That, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, and his own self-titled game.
1: Which was actually pretty fun. <laughs> as long as you don't get bored with the same moveset for the whole game. Yeah. But it was very comedical. Very, it was entertaining, especially for one playthrough. I, think, I, think I couldn't was, really do a second one. I, I think, had to board yeah. with it, but...
0: I didn't do a second one either, but it, it was a fun first one.
1: It really was, <laughs> and it was very Deadpool-esque.
0: Oh, my God. They did not hold back in that.
1: Yeah, and as we said in the first part of the this section of, of every Marvel fighting game, I was not listing off 10 different fighting games at least. Because that's Jeez. for the most part. That's the main thing he has shown up in is... is a appearance in one of those games. I could see that. The, it, a, the Alliance games, all the ones on the mobile, the ones on Facebook. I could he see is that. in
0: all of them. Makes sense. I mean, he's a fighting type of guy. So exactly. Like, it actually it fits. It really does. Uh, I'm sorry. What? pin? What?
1: Yep. So he is the first one we found with a pinball uh, section. So he had a virtual pinball table based on various issues of Deadpool comics, which was developed by Zen Studios and released in 2014. He also has a physical table based on Deadpool products by Stern Pinball, released in
0: 2018. Oh, that's kind of cool, actually. Right? Hmm. You think well, we got space. We definitely do not.
1: <laughs> Cause oh, no, I knew exactly where you going because I thought of it, too, when I saw that. <laughs> Not to mention, I'm sure we probably couldn't afford it at this point.
0: Oh, yeah, Deadpool became popular.
1: And it's been out for three years. Yeah, I don't think we could afford that. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably not. Uh, if anybody wants to donate to us, uh, let us know, and we will get a P.O. box. So, um, yeah, no. Uh, anything else you got to add to this? Nope, I got I got nothing, really. I think we're good, so,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, here, Here's my one thing to add to it. There is a listing online for just under $9,000. So, yeah, no. We ain't getting a, a pinball machine. Oh, God, that
0: hurt. That hurts here. Oh, yeah. Nope, nope. Okay. Okay. Nope. Nah. Uh, but, yeah, you know what? For anyone that's still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoy the episode. Or even like the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon. Hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time. You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails.